Well, here it is late on a Thursday night, the 26th of March, and this is Wilson's Corner. This is David Patrick Wilson, and the reason I'm getting such a late start today is because it's been a rather challenging day for me. This would have been my mother's 95th birthday, and every year I go through a catharsis on this day. But I'm moving on. You know, I'm talking to some people about writing a book or a couple of books, and I got an album project I'm working on and a movie that I'm working on. You know, I'm busier now and working on more different things, even though it's, you know, we're, we're sequestered and quarantined as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic that I truly believe has been uh, perpetrated by an unholy troika that consists of Porky Trumpkin and uh, Prince Vlad Pupin and uh, Xi Jinping Bang. You know, these three world leaders, quote unquote, whose idea of leading their people is exposing them to death and fear and things over which they have very little control, which makes it even more fearful. One of these days, this truth will come out, you know, the the truth will set you free, and one of these days we will be freed by that truth. In the Gospels, it talks about things that are being done in the dark will one day be revealed in the light and then all things will be made right but it doesn't make it any less difficult to go through at this time and in these times you know that people would be subjected to this as a a tool to be able to exercise their coercion and their their and secure their rule over their citizenry, it's just the most heinous and hideous of all social crimes, in my opinion. First of all, we have a person that's at the helm of our country who's, who doesn't have the faintest clue where he's put moving the ship, hasn't done anything really to fulfill the promises that he made from the beginning, bringing back industry, bringing back You know, this is not the way to do it, by killing people with a a virus. But I guess to a certain degree he is. You know, he's killed the tourist industry, he's killed the cruise line industry, and I don't know if it just got out of hand or this was all part of the plan, but I'm sure that he has, uh, with his von Munchausen by proxy syndrome, which definitely he has, the way to to become the hero that he he has never been is that uh, you know he creates situations and uh, instability and and fear and doubt and then at the you know that it's all going to go to hell and then at the last minute he shows up and you know bingo there's a miraculous cure when it was all there available and he knew about it but withheld it because it it wasn't 
didn't serve his purpose at the time. Well, so far he's extorted $2 trillion out of the, in addition to what he's been wasting by the minute. The national debt, which he was supposed to be reducing, which he promised in eight years would be taken down and, and uh, reduced radically, has been bloated beyond belief. I don't know, we're somewhere north of now, $26 trillion. I mean, and if you think about it in a lifetime, you know, we're handing to our grandchildren and, 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 and children a debt that they can't possibly satisfy. I mean, you're, you're talking about $300,000 a person for every single man, woman, and child in this country. It's understandable that when you had the kind of breakdown that we had in 2008, and I was here for that one too, so I know what that was about, you know, that, that, that you know, you'd have to take radical measures and, and do things that would require uh, a heroic effort and, and result in exploding the, the national debt. But, you know, the fact of the matter is it was being reduced steadily towards the end of Obama's uh, administration, and in fact, once again, just as it, during the Clinton administration, when you, uh, you produce a surplus out of the budget, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Here comes another Republican to to drop a building on you, or in this case, to release a pandemic among you, in order to be able to shift your focus away from the things that they've been doing. And I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what it is about these people. But when you, back when they stole the election from Al Gore in 2000, and by the time September ran around, came around in 2001, they had so helplessly and thoughtlessly wasted the 250 billion dollar surplus that was there, it was left there to pay down the debt. And then all of a sudden, 9-11 hits. And there's an awful lot of evidence that they knew exactly what was coming then. There was the FBI and the CIA had been making reports. How do air traffic controllers miss the, on their screens? These, film, these planes drop off of the radar. Why didn't we scramble the jets to get to that? Well, you know, the, you know that's their game. Confusion, obfuscation, and the bigger the lie, you know, the better. They like it just that way. In the meantime, while they've got you occupied trying to figure out what the hell they're talking about with their lie, with the other hand, they're raping the treasury. You know, he doesn't like to grab them by the P, he likes to grab them by the D. That's the dollar. And I guess he figured out that the one way to get out from under his oligarchs and to, to create a situation where they could really capitalize on, on our system. I mean, think about it. When the stock market drops so radically as a result of this pandemic, and then all of a sudden it drops by 35 points, and then all of a sudden it has this big bounce, this big rebound, who do you think is buying that stuff? It's him and his partners, his crony partners, these insider traders, these like this group of, of, of Republic cannibal, repuclic cannibals, 
senators who, you know, ran right out and dumped their stock on, on the downside, and now I'm sure that they're picking it up left and right. Where are the people who are to investigate this? You have, a, you have Bill Barr, Mr. Toady himself, is supposed to be taking care of this. The DOJ is supposed to be reviewing this and watching this. He's not watching anything. He's watching his bottom line, fat bottom line that it is, like the rest of those pork chops. And what about the court system? Well, he's got that pretty wrapped up, too. I mean, that's what they've been doing. That's the other thing. Once you've got you looking the other way, they're replacing judges left and right. It's, you know, they're making hay while the sun shines. And when they've, you know, when they've satisfied themselves and sated their evil pleasures, leaving us to carry the tab, to carry the weight of the the debt that they've that they've run up beyond belief. These people are supposed to be the ones that were supposed to reduce government. And everything that they do leads to something that adds more and more to it. More and more excess, more and more. And then they have the nerve to bitch about the fact that the Democrats want to make sure that there are assurances within this quote-unquote emergency legislation and budgeting that they... They, they run through, that they want to run through without examination. They, they don't want anybody looking at what they're really doing, right? They don't want anybody checking on what they're really doing. There's no checks and balances in anything that they do. It's all about, oh, no, we're going to do it, and you just take our word for it. Well, they don't have a word. He doesn't have a word. He really doesn't have a word. You know, here's somebody who, in five generations in his family, never served in the military. Not one of them. In five generations? Are you kidding me? And that, and that runs right down through his sons, too. Now, listen, you know, I had some serious objections to the war in Vietnam, and I was a conscientious objector, and my brother still went into the service, and God rest his soul... He never got to Vietnam. He was killed on a motorcycle here before that happened. But my father was a Marine. I was raised by a Marine. And, you know, hey, I'm not saying that that makes me better than him. But at least it makes me know something about what the system is about, what the military footing is about that we need to be on. And even during the Vietnam War, when I was against the war, I was never against the guys that were in it. A lot of my friends were, a lot of people, a lot of my good friends died there. Football teammates, high school kids that I knew. I lost, I paid a, a heck of a price for that war. I'm not willing to pay that price again. And now here we are now, there's 82,000 or 85,000 people that are sick with this COVID-19 a thousand people have already died, and thousands more are likely to die. We are now, yeah, he's a, he succeeded in one thing. He made us number one again. We are the number one largest affected society on the earth. There are more people that have COVID-19 as a result of his dragging his feet, as a result of him disassembling the, the, the CDC's pandemic unit, cutting the budget, 
insisting that it wasn't necessary and then calling it a hoax and saying that it, was not, it wasn't a real thing at all? You know, I mean, waiting and we, he, look, he let, he's, he, they, they, he, he, in Homeland Security knew that these things were there under their watch, on their watch, they allowed the Mardi Gras to happen. And now in New Orleans, it's, on, it's locked down. And now they're the third hot spot. But he has no responsibility. He takes no responsibility. He takes only responsibility for the big stuff, for the fact that, you know, people are supposed to be, look, and and he's not getting medical supplies to where they're needed. I'm I'm on top of this stuff all day long. I'm on, you know, on the internet. I'm watching the television. I'm, I'm reviewing all of these things, all of the news media. I'm not taking any single source at its word. I'm looking at all of it. And believe me, we are nowhere close to turning the corner on this thing. And he's got it like, well, we're going to go back to, you know, it's going to be back to normal by Easter. Are you kidding me? Get your puka and get out of town, Easter bunny. You're out of your friggin' mind. And he keeps playing his tune to his quote-unquote base. Yeah, these people are so base that they got to look up to look down. That's, you know, it's... This is a sad state of affairs. And when... And that, and he every single day he gets to come on and talk about the pandemic. They, you know, what kind of a ruse is that? So now the Democratic candidates, Biden and Sanders, don't have access to the media because it's completely monopolized by this pig who keeps making these comments and, and saying these things and using it as a political stand to be able to, to beat up his opponents, his, his would-be opponents talking about things that were left undone, that they, they inherited a mess. That, 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 that's all bullshit. There's no truth to that at all. He got a complete system. He, he was told that this stuff was coming. He didn't get blindsided by anything. It was right in front of him, and he totally ignored it because that's what he does. It, it didn't suit his purpose. He had it set up to work the way that he wanted it to work and it's gotten a little bit out of hand but he doesn't really care because the collateral damage will be worth it just like in 911 3000 people dying in the towers the collateral damage was worth it because suddenly George Bush was the leader of the free world yeah my ass pardon my language god bless you all my prayers are with you bye